This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Randy Roche. So as we mentioned at the onset of our service, our sermon series for the month of May is Renew, and it's kind of in conjunction with our current Renew campaign. And the campaign has two sides, as you may know. One is about renewing our 30-year-old facilities, but more important is renewing ourselves, our hearts, our minds, and our souls. So when we talk about renewing facilities, we talk about being safe and functional and attractive, and I think that's what we are called to be as Christians. We are called to be safe in our faith in Jesus. We are called to be functional as we live that faith out in the circle of our influence and also attractive, that we would live in such a way that others would be able to see Jesus through us. Last week we talked about being safe in Jesus. Today we want to talk about functionally living out that faith that God entrusts to us. If you have a sermon outline, you'll notice there's four points here, and I want to begin with God's plan. So God had a plan before all of creation, and it included creation. God's plan was to create uh, the universe, our planet, everything in it. And on the sixth day of creation, he created our first parents. And the plan was for them to have a healthy relationship with him and with each other. The plan was for them to function with healthy lives, body, mind, and soul. And they did. Everything was wonderful. Everything was in balance. Everything was in wonderful harmony until our first parents kind of deviated from the plan. The plan was for the man and woman to recognize that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a tree to stay away from. And every time they stayed away from it, it showed their faith in the Lord. It was really their form of worship. We trust you, God. We are not going to eat from this tree until, well, until the day they moved away from the plan. And sin came into the world. And our lives were out of balance. Disharmony ruled. The good news is this, that God's plan also included, beside creation, it included redemption. Even before God laid the foundations of the earth, he had this plan that he would have to come into our world, into our flesh, into our lives, in order to give to us that harmony again. And so, uh, Jesus comes, true God, true man, and, and he removes our greatest enemies. He does away with the guilt of sin and the power of the grave and the fear of hell. And it's by the life of Jesus, lived perfectly. It's the death of Jesus that atones for our sins. The resurrection of Jesus that promises that we are restored to the Heavenly Father because sin is forgiven and we are destined for heaven. And right here we could say, Amen. Let's do it. And that could be the end of the sermon, but it isn't. Lutherans have to go more than four minutes. Because there's more to the plan. Of course, 
we are anticipating the joys of heaven, but we should enjoy this life as well. And we can do that because God has called us into a partnership with Him. And, and this partnership is illustrated in our gospel lesson for today where Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Salt seasons, doesn't it? We're supposed to season the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. He moves into a new illustration. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. God called us into this partnership, and God's Love includes being a companion with Him. This is what it was designed to be at the very beginning. When God created Adam and Eve, it was a partnership. They were able to partner with God in the care of the garden. And now the partnership has been restored because of the work of Jesus Christ. And so we, in partnership, are called to love the Lord. Uh, teacher of the law came to Jesus. What, what's the greatest of all the commandments, Jesus? And Jesus said... It's easy. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And the second one is like unto it, that you would love your neighbor as yourself. So we are called to love God and to love the people in our sphere of influence. This is the partnership. This is our part of the partnership, that God gives us a love that we get to extend to others. And this is why Jesus told parables about people being given talents and using them. Or toward the end of his ministry, when Jesus said, when he comes back, the king will say, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was sick or in prison, you came and you visited me. And, and then they will say, when did we see you like this? When did we do these things to you, And he will say, whatever you did to the least of these, my brothers, you did unto me. See, a partnership with God is a life that functions in a healthy manner. But there is a problem yet, isn't there? And, and, and the problem is we are living in a sinful world. We are people who live in the midst of a complicated, confusing an often challenging world, and it has many disappointments and disasters. And this seems to be the problem for the Christian. And we see it all around, don't we? We see the problems. You turn the news on, and uh, it's a, a mother who's missing for a week, and, and she is found, and it's an unfortunate story. Or it's uh, people being slaughtered in a country halfway around the world. Or it's people who are crying out for the right to terminate life in the womb. And we shake our heads. What's this world come to? Jesus ministered in a world that was filled with challenges as well. 
There were the Romans who occupied the territory who were pretty rough on uh, the people of God. St. Paul lived in a time of challenge. Not only did he have to contend with the Romans who didn't like the Christians, there were also Jewish communities that didn't like the Christians. And then Paul, like Jesus, had been confronted by Pharisees who tried to discredit them. And so here we are in a difficult world. Have you found yourself praying, God, just make it stop. Just make it all stop. Had enough. When I read through the Gospels, I notice that Jesus never concentrated his efforts on make it stop. I, I read through the book of Acts, and Peter and Paul never concentrated their efforts on make it stop, and the epistles were never about make it stop, make it all go away. Now, that's an okay prayer. I'm all for it. I say it just about every single day. Make it all go away. Make it better, God. But here's what I do notice. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus talks about inward renewal. That whole Sermon on the Mount, isn't it? It's about renewing ourselves. Yeah, we live in a challenging world, a sinful world, but you know, I look inside and I am a very challenging person. If you do not believe that, my wife is here. I'm a sinful person. And you are too. St. Paul, in all of his letters, talks about renewal. Set your heart, set your minds on things above, not on things below. Sometimes I find that I get so caught up in this confusing world and I'm, I'm just battling it and I, I forget to keep my mind on the things that are above and make sure that those things are in my heart and in my mind because this is the partnership. You know, I noticed one thing as I read through the Scriptures. There was one area that Jesus walked in and said, that's enough, we're cleaning this place up. That was the temple. And we heard in our Scriptures today that we are the temple. And I think it's important for us to renew. And renewal, I know, it takes effort. It was the effort of Jesus on the cross that brought us the forgiveness of sins and a restoration with the Heavenly Father, which is the impetus for the renewal of our own lives because of the work of Jesus. The promise of the Old Testament has been fulfilled. Ezekiel said, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. That's all about renewal. It's all about what goes on within me. That's the one thing that I have most influence over, is me. And so God gives us a proposal, a proposal of renewal. You see, it's the Lord's desire that we live with Him eternally, but it's also the Lord's desire that we partner with Him here in this temporal world. It's His desire that we have lives that function in a healthy manner. It's His desire that we have families that function together in a healthy manner. It's His desire that we have a church that functions together in a healthy manner. And health requires a constant renewal. The Lord established His church as a place of renewal. 
You've probably heard it. I know I've heard it many, many times. People who have said, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. There you go. But I think as Christians, we want to be not just in the church, we want to be the church. And the church is not a man-made organization. It's a God-ordained body. It's a living element. And we come here week after week because we need what God offers here. We need to hear His Word. We need to receive the sacrament. We need to do this together for the encouragement of one another. This is what God has designed. And this is what this whole Renew campaign is all about. It's about your church. It's about your family of faith desiring to walk with you in every opportunity to renew your life and family. So, I mentioned last week that this whole campaign is about much more than buildings and budgets and roofing and flooring and padded pews and paved parking lots. This renew is about renewing the church. Us, we're the church. It's about our bodies, our minds, our souls. It's about our relationship with the Lord and with one another. And it's about having the full life that God desires for us to have here. It's about having meaning and purpose. And if you're looking for meaning and purpose in your life, you can find it in Jesus Christ. So last week I gave you homework. I said, you got three weeks to think about that one element in your life that needs to be renewed. Well, now you got two weeks. And I don't know what yours is. I've identified mine. So maybe you want to renew something about your physical person, or maybe it's your mind, or maybe it's your spiritual walk. Maybe you say, I'm struggling with my finances. I need to put that together. I'm struggling with a friendship. I need that put back together. Maybe you're saying, I want to take something that's already going well, and I want to move it to the next level. I've got a good marriage. I want to move it even to a better marriage. I've got a wonderful spiritual life. I even want to grow deeper in my walk with Jesus. Maybe you say, yeah, I, I need to give more. I need to volunteer somewhere. You see, this is part of why we're a member of a church. Because when you make that commitment in a couple of weeks, we as the church want to walk with you if you so desire. We want to provide you with whatever it will take to move you in your renewed commitment. And as your pastoral staff, we first and foremost promise to pray for every single one of you, but also point you in directions that you feel you need to go. So again, please, over the next couple of weeks, be praying about that part of your life that you would like to renew. Maybe it's more than one part. It is for me. And for the next three years and probably beyond that, we as your church staff will provide you avenues if you wish to take them in that renewal process. You know, it's an important campaign because we've got some facilities that need a little bit of renewing. But it's an important campaign far above and beyond that because we have these redeemed lives that need constant renewing. And I'm here to tell you this, that these lives that God has given to you and to me 
will be around a lot longer than these buildings because you and I are destined for heaven. In the meantime, let us do all we can to have those healthy, functioning lives in Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.